Oh dear. Hey guys, and welcome to the Coffee and Coding Podcast, the show where we discuss everything there is to know about app development. I'm your host, Rob J, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about interview advice when interviewing for technical roles. Now on to the show. So no housekeeping today, we can just get into today's episode. So interview advice for technical roles. So I guess the first thing that I should point out is that as a freelancer, one of the benefits of being a freelancer outside of, you know, you get paid more and you have more flexibility and all this kind of stuff is you get to interview a lot. So I've been a freelancer since 2012. And as I'm recording this right now, and probably as you're listening to this, it's 2021. So that's nine years of freelancing. Now, if we go with the assumption that I work two gigs a year, roughly speaking, sometimes more, sometimes less, but let's say on average, I do two gigs a year. That means two gigs a year for nine years, that's 18 interviews. I should say that's 18 successful interviews that I've done and then probably a couple of others where either I didn't get the role or I turned the role down. As compared to traditional employment where you know you might have an interview, you might work there for a year, two years, five years and then you go start interviewing again and you're a bit rusty and you know interviews have changed from when you last did it. Whereas as a freelancer you know you move with the times, you move with the technologies because you get to move around a lot and you get to interview a lot so you get a lot of experience doing that. So I've got a bunch of notes that I'm just going to kind of roughly go through and hopefully expand on and hopefully people find this useful and if you have questions as you listen to this at LowCarbRob on Twitter or hit me up on LinkedIn robj.me slash LinkedIn it's the easiest way to get there and I'm happy to answer anybody's questions that they have so so the first point that I have which is a very hopefully obvious but also important point be honest one don't lie in interviews don't say you know things that you don't know especially because if they are if that somebody asks you do you know this and you don't and you're like oh yeah kind of I know this or yes I know this and then they ask you oh, okay cool could you explain to me you know what you did with it or how you used it or could you explain to me this particular feature you're a bit screwed now and it's going to be very obvious to the interviewer that you don't know what you're talking about and the most likely they won't assume that you lied they will just think that you don't know what you're talking about on this point and if you don't know what you're talking about on this point maybe you don't know what you're talking about in other points and so maybe you disqualify yourself as a candidate so don't lie be honest and a really good example I can give of being honest is an interview that I did maybe three or four months ago right now I was doing a obviously virtual because we're living in a COVID world right now interview. And one of the questions I got asked was, have I ever worked with Dagger? Now, if you're not an Android developer or you're not familiar with Dagger, it's essentially a dependency injection framework. And my answer to that question is yes, because yes, I have worked with Dagger. I've worked on projects that use Dagger, but I also followed up my yes answer with, I actually don't understand Dagger. I don't really know how it works. I've worked with it in the past. And when I worked with it in the past, it was very much a case of copying and pasting somebody else's work and changing a little bit to work with my code. But I didn't really understand the underlying concepts of how it worked, which is completely the truth. And then I followed that up with, but actually I've also worked with this other framework and I really like this other framework. And for every single project I've used, none of them use Dagger in the way that it's intended to be used, or I should say, None of them use Dagger in a way that takes advantage of its full set of features. And this other technology, if you're interested, Coin, I really like Coin, is much more simple, much more easy to understand, much more lightweight. And for 99% of the projects that I've worked on would be a much better fit. Now, that was me giving an example of being honest in an interview. I don't know how it works, 
but I have, I have worked with it before, but I also don't want to answer just yes, because if I get asked, have I worked with this before? And I say yes, and they don't ask any follow-up questions. The assumption is I'm probably pretty good at it. And the answer is I'm absolutely not good at it. So I like to be honest because I like to know what I'm getting in for as much as I would like the people that are hiring me to know what they're going to get from me. I don't want to get in. And on day one, they're like, right, we want you to do all of this stuff with this technology that you said that you worked with before. And then I have to turn around and say like, yeah, actually not really sure how to do this. So that's the first point. Be honest. Second point. I touched on this on last week's episode keeping it simple is pretty straightforward. Keep it simple. I've seen lots of candidates talk themselves out of interviews and the easiest way to not talk yourself out of an interview is to keep your answers simple. Don't feel like you have to expand on an answer that has a simple answer. If somebody asks you, have you worked with this technology? For example, yes, I work with this technology. I use it in this project, this project, this project. Done. That's all you need to say. You don't have to go into a five minute talk about how you worked with it and stuff. If it was really interesting and it really demonstrates your skills and that kind of thing, then go for it. But if you feel like the more information, the more you talk, the better you're going to look, you probably have the opposite effect. So I would say for the most part, keep it simple because I have seen a lot of candidates, mostly in coding tests, like live coding tests where they talk you through, this is what they're doing. And you do, they don't get a response because we're not supposed to, as an interviewer, you're not supposed to say to somebody, oh yeah, that's right or it's wrong. You just let them get on with it and they don't get a response. And then they start thinking, oh, maybe it's this. And they start talking about something else and start talking about something else. And then they went from this really simple, correct answer to this really, really complicated, if you created a PR that had that code in it, it would get instantly rejected answer because they decided to make it really complicated. So definitely keep it simple. The next thing, how to deal with bad interviewers. So I touched on this last week as well, but just to go into a little bit more detail. So I've had a lot, a lot, a lot of bad interviews in terms of the person that was interviewing me didn't know how to conduct an interview. And there's a lot of scenarios where this happens. So one, somebody's interviewing you for a technical role, but they're not technical. So they've gone on Google and they've typed in questions for technical interviews or questions for Android developers or questions for iOS developers or questions for backend developers. And they've got a whole list of stuff and they've got the answer next to it. That's supposedly the answer. And then they ask you questions that you wouldn't be asked by one of your peers. And so you end up in this situation where they're asking you questions that either you can't answer or that don't give them the right information or the answer they have found on Google is outdated and it puts you in a bad position. And the way that you deal with that is if somebody asks you, for example, I get asked in interviews do I know what, you know, log n of this thing is? No, no, I don't, I don't know what that is. And I, and literally my answer, every time I've been asked a kind of question, that's like a computer science not real life question is no, I don't know the answer to that. But you know, if you want me to go and build you an app, I can absolutely 100% do that. Because whether I can answer that question or not is absolutely irrelevant as to whether I'm qualified to do the job that you want to hire me for. So the way to answer these questions is if let's say somebody asks you, have you're an Android developer? No, that's a bad example. Let's say you get five minutes or 10 minutes into an interview and they haven't really touched on any of the things that you feel are important for this role. So they haven't asked you about specific technologies or they haven't asked you about, you know, in depth enough about your experience or you have something that you really want to tell them, which you think if they know this fact or this thing about you or this thing about something that you've done, that you'd instantly stand out above the rest of the candidates. You have to work that in yourself. So if you have a bad interviewer that's asking you questions that by the end of the interview, 
is not going to give them the right opinion of you because they haven't asked questions that elicit the right information that would show them that you're good enough for that role. The way that you get around that is when they ask you a question, so hey, can you tell me a bit about your experience is a great one. Tell them a bit about your experience. Tell them what you think is relevant for that role. Don't start from like, right? I wouldn't start from, well, in 2011, I became an Android developer and I did this. No, no, no. I would be like, right, I'm working for a social media company. Okay. Previously, I've worked for two social media companies. So, you know, I'd put, that would be what I would talk about. I'd be like, you know, I've done a bunch of stuff, but I've worked for this company. I built their social media platform from zero to a hundred thousand users. And I built with this technology, this technology, this technology. These are the problems that we encountered. These are how we solved it and expand on the information that you think is going to be important for the role. So if you have a bad interviewer who's not asking you the questions, and by the end of it, you just feel like, well, I didn't get to put myself across. Once you get 10 minutes into that interview and you realize this is the direction it's going, when they ask you a question, this is the time to go off on a tangent and talk about something that's actually going to be useful. So when they leave the interview, all the candidates that just answer their questions... And then you have you who's answered the questions, but then also told them all this other information they didn't ask. That makes you more likely to get that job. And then on the note of asking questions, my next point will be ask questions. So everybody knows at the end of the interview, you get an opportunity, usually, you know, most cases to ask questions and people ask questions like, you know, what kind of hours do you work? I don't know. How long do you get for your lunch break? Whatever the questions are, right? And maybe you as a listener ask more interesting questions. But one of the things that I would like to emphasize is an interview is for both sides to evaluate the other side and determine if they're a good fit so it's not just for them to ask you questions and determine if you're a good fit for the role it's for you to ask them questions and determine if they're a good fit for you so interviews should be very much like a conversation so for example if somebody asks me which CIs have I worked with before for example And I say, well, I've worked with CircleCI mostly, but I really like GitHub Actions. If you can set it up right, you can kind of use it as a CI and that works really nicely. I've also used Bitrise and, you know, I go into it a little bit. And then at the end of it, I'd be like, what is your favorite CI? What kind of CIs do you guys use? And then that guy will be like, well, right now we use this and we use this, but we're thinking about going in this direction. So that's really interesting that you said you've worked with Bitrise because we're talking about moving to Bitrise. What did you think? What was your opinion? And I tell them. And so now it's a conversation and it's not just ask me a question. Here's the answer. Ask me a question. Here's the answer. Because in real life, that's not what any work environment is like. You know, you're not going to work for a lead developer that just constantly asks you questions and you constantly answer. You're going to be asking questions. It's going to be conversation. You're going to be discussing topics and ways to do things. And, you know, you're going to be discussing PRs and all that kind of stuff. So you want to make it a conversation. So don't just wait till the end to ask questions. Ask questions as and when they come up for you. And then if you get to the end of the interview and you have more questions, ask more questions. And one question that a lot of people don't ask, and I feel like they should, and I definitely ask this question, whether it's during the interview or at the end, is what does the role look like that you're hiring me for? Because I, when I've interviewed people before, a lot of them, they get to the end, if they ask that question, they might be disappointed because they thought it was something else. If they don't ask, ask the question, they might come into the company and be disappointed because they thought it was something else. And also if they don't ask the question, they might be two roles that have both given them, like two companies that have both offered them a gig and they pick one because they think it's going to be better than this other one or they think it would be more fitting but if they'd asked the question they would have realized that this other role that they've now turned down was actually exactly what they were looking for so definitely ask that question 
And then I have a couple of side notes, um, mostly about things that I do that people may or may not want to take on board. But one of the things is I personally don't go for interviews that I know result in technical tests unless I know for sure that the technical test that they're going to give me is a real world one. So, for example, it's either that it's a real world one or that I really, really want the want the role. And the reason being is that still a lot of people give you technical tests that are like, you know, how would you binary sort this list, but without using, you know, Java util functions that already do this for you. So they basically ask you to code something that you would never actually code in real life because there's already existing functions that are like one-liners that do it for you. But they, for some reason, they think if you know how to code this thing, it proves that you're good for the job. And me and you both know that this is not the case. You know, if somebody can program a binary search or a sort of binary list or whatever it, whatever it may be, that's great. But in real life, if somebody submitted a PR that did all of that stuff that they'd coded manually rather than using the util functions that exist in almost all languages, probably not even almost, probably all languages, that PR would get rejected with a comment that says, instead, use this one line thing. So I personally try and stay away from those. And and I, I mostly give that as a caveat because if people have questions about technical tests, I'm probably not the person to ask. The technical tests that I do like are the ones that are real world. So for example, I, I, I personally like pseudocode technical tests. So they give you a task and they say, how would you code this? And then you can code it in pseudocode. So you can just code it in like a notepad or something like that because it demonstrates your thinking. And I like the ones where they watch you because it demonstrates your thinking. I've I've done technical tests before as an Android developer where they asked me like, go and build this thing. And I can go and build this thing and I can, and that's fine, but it doesn't prove that I can do anything, I would say, quote unquote, interesting. And it doesn't prove that I can do something that involves a lot of thinking. And that's what you want from a developer. So those are the kind of ones that I go for. I said side notes, but I actually only made one note. So I guess that probably caps it off for this episode. I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff that I missed. So I'd really like people's feedback on one, whether you think this is helpful. And if you like this kind of interview, this kind of interview, this kind of episode format where I pick a topic and then I talk about it for a bit. And two, as I mentioned in the previous episode, I'm highly considering doing an interview workshop or a CV workshop. So I'll be promoting that if and when I decide to do it on the coffee encoding slack so if you're not already a member of that please join that that is coffeeencodingpod.com forward slash slack and if you have any other feedback you can get me on there you can get me on twitter at lowcarbrob and you can get me on linkedin robj.me slash linkedin finally if you like the show you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and don't forget to leave us a rating or a review you can do that either via apple podcasts or via podchaser.com The link is in the show notes. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so with a coffee donation at coffeeencodingpod.com slash donate. Caffeine is literally what fuels this podcast. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter at lowcarbrob. And if you'd like to connect with like-minded developers and other listeners, you can do so in our Slack community at coffeeencodingpod.com slash Slack. Thank you for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode of the Coffee Encoding Podcast.